You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. Um, so a little bit of change. Usually we'd be dropping up, presented by, and sponsored by right there. But we have a little bit of a change. Um, as of today, this is our first official episode. We are free agents in the podcasting market again. Um, our time with the Hockey Podcast Network came to a close. Um, just a decision that I think felt just right for us as a show and what we want to do going forward. Nothing but great things to say about the Hockey Podcast Network and Dylan and Isha and the guys over there. Um, can't wait to see where they go with it and and how much they grow. Um, got some stuff that we're going to be working on to bring our show up and it's going to really come into effect for next season. So this summer we'll kind of slowly put out some information about what we're thinking, but thank you to anybody that came from the hockey podcast network that are new listeners or fellow podcasters on the network. Thank you so much for the time and great to know you and yeah, best of luck to you guys. And it's time for the next chapter of the WCB podcast. And I am here with Tanner. What's up, bud? What up? <laughs> Long introduction on that. I want to get to, get to you. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was just reading. <laughs> just reading things. We are <clears throat> so re-recording this a couple hours, probably like two hours before puck drop of game one of the Stanley Cup final. No. Final. Final. Singular. Final. Um, final. Between the... Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, the series we wanted once the Florida Panthers were eliminated, um, at least in my end. Um, but super excited for this. But with that, with that being said, there has been so many rumors regarding the Hawks going on that, of course, we talked about it last week with Debrinkit possibly getting traded. And we thought, oh, this is ridiculous. And Tanner's new favorite person, as soon as we stopped recording, had a little tweet. Tanner, what was that little tweet that uh, your favorite person tweeted? Who was my favorite person? Your new <laughs> is favorite it Frank person? Cer- is it Frank Saravelli? Yeah, it? your your best bot. Oh, now. yeah, Jesus Christ. It, it's, oh, what was it? I just, look, I was literally just looking at it. No, it, it was not a matter of. I was getting of heated. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it matter of when Alex Debrink is traded. Yeah, fuck that shit. Are you kidding <laughs> me? It's, I hate, that stupid little fucking bit of confidence in his like like the way that he says it like oh it's it's happening it's fucking it's gonna go down like no it literally says <clears throat> on the daily face off today with jason mcgregor whatever uh regarding alex debrinka trade frank cervelli says might be this summer at tdl trade deadline but it's happening i can very confidently say that fuck you no fucking way i honestly like I just, I hate that. Like, oh, I can confidently say that. I don't, it's stupid. So what did I do? I went and looked at all the articles that he writes. Just to see what his fucking confidence shows. And like, just going back before the trade deadline, he had like his lists of like players that are going to be on the move. And like his earlier lists, he only, he'd had, oh God, he had fucking, Thomas Hurdle at number one. He had some other players just like all mixed in and only two out of the top 10 had gotten traded at the deadline or traded in general. And like, 
I don't give a shit how confident he is. That doesn't tell me anything. I mean, it's so it's so fucking stupid. I just don't understand. Like you you look at the teams that are in the Stanley Cup right now, and at certain points they had like low lower times. Like let's talk about Colorado. They look like a fucking wagon. They were this whole year. They've been the last like couple of years. They they had one of almost the worst seasons a few years ago. They only have what like forty eight points or something like that. 48, 48 points, and that was with like Nate McKinnon, like Landis Cog. They had Duchesne at the time. I don't think Rodman was really in the lineup, but you have Landis Cog and McKinnon, who are like those younger guys who I think comparably we're probably around the same age as like to bring it in doc and i just don't understand why you would try and get rid of like your like set of players that you should build around to kind of get to where colorado's at currently like i don't it's weird it, i don't get it like i would understand if like if they were talking about moving like taves kane and like the older guys, like I would understand like that kind of movement because they're probably going to be like heading out the door by the time this team is really good again. But Debrinket and Doc are both the age that would be like in their prime, like upper twenties. Like that would be the age that they would be killing it right now. Like I don't. It's just so fucking weird to me, and I hate like this dumb confidence that like rumors have of like oh yeah they're they're getting traded like i i don't fucking trust you <laughs> and then it's it's making the hawks like like the laughing stock of the league which they just if they truly are trading out to bring it they fucking deserve to be the laughing stock of the nhl um for that kind yeah. of shit but it's like it's so frustrating that they keep throwing this shit out and i fucking and it pisses me off because i i i, I know it's gonna happen the more you hear about it the more it's like fuck this is happening yeah, I mean, unless unless there's some sort of like massive like Brandon Hagel times two kind of deal, I just don't like. I understand why Kyle Davidson made the Hagel deal, like that made sense because that's what we was offered. So in my mind, the only way he's trading to bring it is if he gets a deal like that or better, where he's like, I mean, I can't really say no to that. I don't think he just goes out and is like, we need to move him. We got to move him for whatever. Like, if he if he does end up getting traded, I'm sure it's going to be, like, a really good haul in our end. What? That's what I'm, like, I just don't, I don't see it happening unless it's, like, something spectacular. And I don't know, like, what would be, uh, like, who is going to offer something so spectacular, though. What's more infuriating to you? The the trade rumors that Debrinket is not if, when he's going to be traded? Or the fact that there's still these um, insiders around the league? that are saying that Brinkett's not worthy of a haul that some people are saying that he's going to get. That's just, that's so stupid. I like, don't know. I don't that's dumb. Like, that's fucking stupid. He's, he's like a point per game player that scores like 40 fucking plus goals a year. He should have been like a top three pick. Yeah. I know on um, John Scott's podcast, the the dropping gloves, he yeah. was saying something that the Brinkett numbers are inflated because he played with Patrick Kane. 
They said that when he was on the fucking Erie Otters because he played with like McDavid and Dylan Strome. <laughs> That's so they, they said that about Artemi Panarin when he was playing with the Hawks, that his numbers were inflated because of Kane. Like, does anybody not think that like a good player can also just play beside Kane and play well? Like, if it, I don't understand. That's I would love to see. Dumb. I would like to make the argument that Kane's numbers towards the last couple seasons were inflated because of Alex Brinkett. Yeah, that's, I mean, Kane's, that's completely possible. Kane's been obviously, it's not confirmed, but obviously he's been playing hurt, not 100%. And I think you can make the argument that to Brinkett, has kept him up to that elite category that Kane is known for. Yeah. <sighs> I just, I'm just so infuriated. Like, I just, I don't understand why Debrinket is even being discussed, why he's even up there. Like, it just really makes me feel like they're just trying to get like views and like eyes on and like start fucking rumors and shit. But here, it's like, like how wait, like, but like how, like, think about like the big names that like never, like nothing happened. Like back when Stamkos was like about to like sign a deal or get traded, it's like, oh, he's gonna do this, he's gonna do that. He, like he can go to Toronto, he can go to Detroit, and then he ends up just fucking signing in in Tampa Bay still. And then how how many times did they say that like any day now Eichel's gonna be traded, and that lasted like a year. Like, sure, he got traded, but that's because you could see everything deteriorate. But, like, when it first started, it was like, oh, wait, on, hold on. In the next 24 hours, there could be some real big news. And it was just, like, always, like, 24 hours later, like, there should be something to happen and nothing fucking happens. I just hate it because it's kind yeah. of, like, our, our biggest player that, like, these rumors are about. I don't like being on this end of, like, the trade rumors. Like, if it's some other team and they're, awesome. like... Feed it yeah, to me. it's great. I love it. Feed it to me. I hate being the fucking fan of the team that has that has this shit coming against them. But this makes me think kind of back to what Taves said after Hagel was traded. He's like, you're being told you're in a rebuild. And if that's not a player that you can rebuild around, I don't know what is. Right. And he's but, saying that about Hagel. Yes, but that trade that we that deal we got for Hagel. That's no, what I'm I, I know. No, I get it's, that. But it I'm sets saying the though, precedent like, of like if like I don't see how Kyle Davidson could justify trading to Brinkett if it's anything less than two firsts and two prospects that Hagel got. You know, like that doesn't that wouldn't make any sense unless it's like the second overall pick because like that kind of is more valuable than like that's probably as valuable as like at least a pick and a prospect, a first rounder and like a Taylor Radish. So I would still say like to make like comparable deal would have to be like the second overall plus like a prospect or plus another pick. And like, that would be cool. But like, I just don't see why they would do that. I don't think. And I don't know. I really don't think this is bias, like just Blackhawk bias and all that, but for what to bring value is to this team and to who he can be as a potential player and leader of a franchise. Yeah. I don't think that any Debrinket trade, we're not going to have the Hagel reaction. We're like, oh, it sucks. But you know what? I like that. I don't think, I really truly don't believe that there is a realistic trade out there that is going to make Blackhawk fans go, no, that's fine. I understand that. 
short of getting some already established superstar. I don't, I just, I don't think that anybody's going to be happy with it. And I don't think yeah. that, and that's, that's the probably the problem with being the Blackhawks fan and in, in following this team that it's like, everybody's got their, you cannot say you don't have a bias, especially when you cover a team or you are close to a team, you're going to have some sort of bias, but I truly don't think, I think if I was on the outside looking in, I'd be like, the Hawks are not going to get what to bring, what to bring gets worth out of a trade. Right. And I think everybody sees that. And I think that's why this team is looking Kyle Davidson is potentially set himself up to be a fucking clown like like Bowman and look like a fucking idiot. I still just don't think that he's gonna do something stupid. He hasn't done anything stupid yet, so I don't know. Like the the thing that they that they say too is just like, oh, like he's also due for nine million dollars at least to re-sign him. It's like, yeah. And, okay. the, and the people are saying too that that's another reason why the Hawks shouldn't be getting what they think is the value. No, you still have him under control. Yeah. Just because he just because the qualifying offers that, don't you don't have to sign him for that. You just yeah. have to qualify him I, for that. That's it. And if you can't make it work, okay, cool. You got him on a one year nine million dollar deal. Prove it again. Prove yeah, it I mean, that you are still a forty goal scorer. No, I mean, you even if you wanted to trade them and the whole issue is the deal, like you can still have the, you can have the Hawks do like a sign and trade. Like I just don't see like just because he has one year left, he's still an RFA that <clears throat> the one year left on his deal lowers his value. Like that doesn't make sense. No. I hope that come July 13th when free agency opens, we get a fucking curveball and it's the Blackhawks announced that they have re-signed uh, Alex Zabrinkis to an eight-year, eight-year deal. Yeah, and I eight hope years, that's the case. Ten million dollars. Right. I'm fine with it. <laughs> eight-year, ten million-dollar deal, and then Patrick Kane just also signs an eight-year, ten million-dollar deal. <laughs> he just Zabrinkit fills Tades' shoes as as like Kaner's uh, contract mate. <laughs> but go back so go back go back to like what i said about like what tave said when the hagel trade happened if that's how he felt about hagel what the fuck do you think is going through his mind when he's seeing all this shit like unless kyle davison's like hey man like here's the plan you know like if if i wonder i really truly wonder what the transparency is there between kyle davison and jonathan taves and patrick kane like like do they know because clearly if they see this, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. Like, I I would hope that, I, I don't know. I just, like, wish somebody would come out and be like, yeah, those rumors aren't true. Because, uh, just moving a little bit ahead, but, like, speaking of, like, trade rumors, when people were like, John Gibson asked for a trade out of Anaheim, and then John Gibson comes out and just goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> He's like, I'm actually pretty interested to see what my team does in the offseason. Did he actually uh, come out and say something? Yeah. Oh, I, I, saw, yeah I, I had seen it on like Reddit or something or on uh, Instagram where it's like, yeah, John Gibson actually said, I did not say that. <laughs> I did not ask for a trade. <laughs> or I did not say that I was open to being traded. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. I was like, oh, of course. It's like, it's that type of shit where I don't, I don't really know to like who to trust on like trade rumors. You know who you can trust? Like, Kevin Weeks. 
Kevin Weeks. Yeah. If you haven't heard from Kevin Weeks, then you're okay. If, if Kevin Weeks starts dropping, oh, I'm hearing a Debrinka trade coming, then you get fucking nervous. Let's see if I can find. I just <sighs> if if Debrinka... uh, it was on it was on Puck Report NHL Instagram and it says they're they're think news. Gibson t- tells Anaheim he's open to being dealt. And then it says in their uh, caption, it says, Monday edit, John Gibson, quote, none of that is true. I haven't had a conversation with anybody there. I want to win in Anaheim. I've been here and I'm happy to be here. So shit like that, when it comes out, I'm just like, are you, like who's, are, are we just trying to make headlines? Are yeah. we just trying to like push articles? We're just trying to like get people like riled up. It's that kind of shit, man. But it's, it's like one of those of things shit. too. Yeah, it's like one of those things though too. Though it's like where there's smoke, there's fire type of thing, and it's like it's getting very, very, very smoky here in Chicago, and it's getting really fucking scary. <laughs> I mean, I understand like them wanting to make moves, and just because like this this team's not good. Like with the team that's on the ice, like I enjoyed watching or I enjoy a lot of the players that are on the team, but the team is just like not a good fucking team. Like they're clearly not, they didn't play well. So you want to make changes in like the biggest piece you have to like kind of accelerate a rebuild is to bring him. But he's also the biggest piece that you would want to build around. Right. And I just, so that's why, that's where I understand why like a, some outsider would be like, uh oh. Are the Hawks looking to trade Alex to bring it? Like that makes the most sense. It's like if you wanted to shake things up because they have no movement clauses with Kane Taves and Jones. I just like I just feel like it rumors fucking are rumors for a reason. It's just to start shit. If the Brinkett gets traded, like realistically, what do we have to even look forward to with this team? I don't know, because, like, Kaner wouldn't be signed. Kaner, Kaner's going to be gone. Taze is going to be gone. They're already talking I, that about... Was, well, that's the only thing I would look forward to is Kaner breaking records, franchise records, but... And he needs more than, more than, uh, what, 60 games before the trade deadline? <clears throat> yeah. I just... And they like, were talking about, like, somebody trying to put out, like, a tweet that's like, uh, oh, Hawks are taking calls on Doc. It's like, they already said they were listening to offers on everybody that was not named Kane, Taves, or Jones. So just saying that they're taking calls, yeah. They're, like, teams can kick tires. Doesn't mean they're going to drive away in a fucking Ferrari. So I don't I like, know what to tell you. Yeah, I like Kirby, but I that one I wouldn't hate if he got dealt. That one I'd be fine I, with. It's I just don't think it's any fault of his own. No, it's if, not. It's if just that happens. unrealistic expectations given the his situation. Consistency, yeah, and playing like he literally comes in like we said it a thousand times. He comes in and gets shortened seasons, gets fucking broken wrists, gets multiple coaches. It's just yeah. Another. I think another, he, I think he can succeed. I think we yeah. can say that enough. It might just um, and it, you know what it might just be one of those situations a change of scenery like. I think he's going to be. I just he's going to really be. Hope it, I hope it's not going to be a situation where, like you say, like I just, I it's the PTSD of Bowman. Like I don't want like him to flip Doc for some other like first rounder. Like it would be weird to me, but I kind of thought about it because like, what if they flip Doc for Kako? Like they, second overall, third overall in the same draft, they just get different scenery. Yeah, like, that'd be man. that'd be crazy, but. 
I mean, I wouldn't hate it as, but I kind of would. Yes, I do. Like I said, I like Doc. I think he's going to be really good. It just, you know, change the scenery for both guys, and maybe they can succeed. Taco's got a little bit more proven track record, so that's why I think we would come out ahead on that one. Not big, I but so. I think better than Doc. Not really. Here, I'll, I'll pull up. I'll pull up that draft class so that you can. I'll. Uh, I'll tell you how. Uh, what the points look like for those guys. I think they're really close. Um, while you're pulling that up, another little rumor going around is that the Hots aren't even going to qualify uh, Dylan Strom with an offer, which we all know I'm not the biggest Dylan Strom guy, but I think that's fucking stupid not to at least bring him back on a qualified deal. Right. And try and make a move or something like that. Worst um, case, yeah, worst case, you get, you get, you qualify him, somebody <laughs> offer sheets him, you get a pick out of it. Yeah, back to that Kako thing. Kako yeah. uh, has five more games played than Kirby Doc and has one less point. One less point? Yeah. Why 157 like... games, 58 points. Doc has 152 games and 59 points. Why did it seem like Kako was doing so much better? Is it just New York's just a better team? Yeah, maybe. Because that kid line, too, was like going off in the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, it was mostly Lafreniere and Heedle. That's true. Like, it, but the thing too that kind of was a little weird to me. Like, speaking of those, like that playoffs though, it's like that kid line was playing well. Kako was noticeable. He just wasn't on the score sheet as much. I think he played well. Yeah. And like, there was those other rumors, not rumors, but like the shit that comes out where they're like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> okay, hey, hey, Gerard Gallant, uh, do you want to talk about like why you decided to scratch?" <laughs> Kako for the game? Nope. <laughs> During the fucking game. That was so good. I fucking Wait. love that. Also, Kako just got no explanation. He showed up to the rink and was told he's not playing. He's like, gotta switch it up, man. That's basically what it is. And like, you're kind of the fall guy that's not on the score sheet, probably. Yeah, that sucks. Ow, I, I'm surprised. Like, I really thought Kako was doing better than, than he was. That's yeah. All right. Never mind. Then. It's I like take very back. similar. It's yeah. very similar. It's kind of like that whole, uh, was it line A for fucking Pierre Luc Dubois situation? You got this the scoring, like uh, finish winger. Is I'm yeah scoring finish winger or like the guy that's supposed to be like the playmaker putting up points, and then the two way center, Canadian Canadian center as well, and then you it's like that's crazy. It's, it's weird the similarities. I don't want to end up giving up more, though, for Kako, uh, like a Jack Roslevic-type player. <laughs> you know where Kako should go? He should go to fucking Carolina <laughs> with all the fins. Oh, wait. Didn't, oh, no, no, no. The Rangers would have to give up a Roslevic-type player. I'm trying to think of, like, what would be an identical deal for, for Doc and Kako. I don't know. I'm, it's too deep. <laughs> I got too much shit going on. And oh, also speaking of that, that whole series, uh, the Barkley Gujo curse is broken. <laughs> yeah. Corey Perry <sighs> broke his curse against Barkley Gujo. So who knows? Maybe it's cup time for him again, 15 years later. He does not get to be in the same sentence as Marion Hosa. Oh, yeah. Don't you dare speak Marion Hosa's name and follow it with Corey Perry. It's not even how you. it works. Fuck you have to play. You. you have to play for the team. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, 
if he loses in the final now, I just think that'd be hilarious because he would have lost against Tampa, lost for Tampa. I, I, do you just hang him up then? Oh my <laughs> just, God. You just go, I guess one's enough. <laughs> a sad Corey Perry is equivalent to the set, the crying Marchant after he, he lost the cup. Uh, what was that in 2018? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, no, but yeah, before we get 2019. Yeah. Before, all right. So yeah, before we get was, more into that, any more you want to talk about the, the, the Debrinket? Oh no, I was going to say, I think that's the end of Hawks talk. It's all right, well, the only, hard. It's so the, this reason this is only Hawks talk is because it's really stupid. And I want to bring it up too. Um, some, I think it was Cervelli too. It might've been Cervelli. Okay. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I don't remember exactly who was the first one to say it, but Frank, there's I probably, hypoth- probably a great guy, but I, you know, yeah. you're really making me upset. <laughs> Hypothetically, if Duncan Keith were to retire this season oh, off season, yeah. they threw this out in the universe. I don't understand why. So if it's, it's, if it's Frank, well, you Frank. It's, it's, it's because Edmonton came out and said that After. they, Asked. They came out after this all came up. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, apparently Edmonton asked to know from Mike Smith and Duncan Keith by like July 1st if they plan on playing next year. And then everybody's like, oh, if Duncan Keith doesn't play next year, the Hawks are on the fucking hook for Yeah, whatever. so I'm trying to pull up really quick. If I can find it really quick. But basically it was like, oh, if Duncan Keith retires, then this is what happens to the salary cap for the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, the Edmonton Oilers would his the $5.5 million cap hit would come off the books, but the team would also get a cap credit of $3.4 million. I don't understand how that works. I don't understand that. And then oh no, it was Puckpedia. Sorry, so I apologize, Cervelli. You were off the hook. On <laughs> you um, probably had a hand in it. <laughs> yeah. The Blackhawks would have a $7.5 million recapture cap hit allotted as $5.5 million next season and $2 million in the 23-24 season. What I don't understand is why the Hawks should be held responsible for a contract that they traded. Like, I get it's how it's worded and all that. I just don't understand. It's like hockey's stupid in so many ways. Hockey is, is extremely stupid when it comes to contract terms and, and details and all that kind of stuff. What I don't understand is why, if you trade a player, if that player decides to retire when his contract has been traded from your team, you get affected by that player's choices once he's no longer on your team. I don't I think, understand why that's a thing. I, I get I the think, word. I get the wording that they put into it, but I don't understand why it's a thing. Yeah. I think it was just something that they worked into like whatever deals that like whatever CBA they did when they ex- decided that like there was an eight year contract length is the max that like teams that signed like these illegal contracts now like would get punished if like those, because that was, that was kind of the way of circumventing the cap at that point, because you you give them a ton of money, you guarantee it, whatever, like $96 million. And you're like, wow, it's a huge deal. But you, then you make it like a 15-year deal. Right. So the annual, average annual value is just like way lower. But it's so front-loaded on the contract that like the guy's making like a million dollars a year for the last like five years of his deal. 
you just be like, okay, so like this is kind of fucking like a shitty way of like getting around the cap. And then if they retire, it's kind of like, okay, cool, whatever. But then they redid the CBA and it's like, hey, now there's a penalty for those fucking deals. And it's <clears throat> on the team that signed it. I just, I just think it's stupid though, because the other, I think, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat's a little dry. Um, the only other like contract that I know that's illegal like that is Shea Weber. It's and... Shea Weber, Hosa, <laughs> and then was it Longo? Or was Longo oh, because it was a 35 Yeah, plus? but active players. Okay. Um, Shea Weber is technically still active. He's LTIR for the rest of that deal. Like, I don't understand why can't they just be like, oh, Keith, like LTIR, like they yeah, have oh, to be like, you're retired. He's hurt. Yeah, like Keith is hurt. <laughs> like he's got history of injuries. Cool. Somebody he's go hurt. fucking Tanya Harding Keith. Like, I just like we don't I mean, but the other thing too is like we're not like a cap crunch team that's like trying to compete. And so no, like if yeah. we get hit with it, like right. that sucks. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it ruins like, like our cap space to like take on players and get like picks but it doesn't like ruin anything it just it's like the dumbest thing <laughs> and i understand like i i told like i said i understand the terminology and i just don't know why they would agree to that type of thing and typically like that too is like why did you allow them to go back to it when in the new cba to affect a, a cba that uh, to affect the new cba I, I don't understand at all why that was an agreement with it. But again, like you said, we're not hurting for cap space. We, if there's a time for this to happen, now is the time for it to happen. Let's just get this over with and get done. I don't think that he's going to retire. He just isn't the type of player to me that says, I'm going to, I'm going to give up before my contract's up. If he was going to retire, I think he would have done it before he got traded. Absolutely. I don't think Keith is going to, I honestly, like, even though they're like, hey, like, give us the, give us the heads up if you're going to retire. I think he's not going to be like, yeah, man, I'm just going to be done. He was, but, uh, especially with how close they were, their conference finals. And he was still a top four defenseman for them. Like, yeah, I think, I, don't, I think he wants to compete. I, I could see Mike Smith being like, fuck you guys. I'm just playing too. Like, like Mike Smith, I, I, just, I can see. If it's a, what a shitty fucking thing to do, though. It's like, okay, like, wow, we suck with our cap space. Hey, do you guys want to retire so that we can have more cap space? <laughs> that's fucking, that's ridiculous. I know. I, I hate everything about the salary cap. I hate how dumb this is and all that kind of stuff. And I hate that it's not going up. And we'll transition with that to the NHL talk. That I've been sick the last like couple days, and so my throat's like really (laughs) weird, and it's just like so dry. No worries. Like, oh man. Um, (laughs) Gary Bettman today had before had his like you know annual press conference before the Stanley Cup final first game, and one of the things that stood out, there's a little quick notes that my one of my favorite accounts, Puck Report NHL, put together. Yeah, um, put Dude, up that's, all the, that's, I like that's quickly become one of my favorites. Yeah, they put a little like little notes on there, so I don't <clears> know full details about like explanation of what he said, but um, record high revenue this year at five point two billion dollars. Hell yeah, man! Why can't the salary cap go up then? 
Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> you're telling me you're telling me you can't find a way to make the salary cap. I understand the whole escrow situation, but you're telling me when you I don't <laughs> when you're, the players have to pay back the pay back. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's but probably because t- of Arizona. Just blame Arizona. Yeah. But you're telling me <laughs> that record revenue and you can't find a way to make it like easier for these teams. Well, you know, I mean, it might just, it might go into effect, like all that record revenue might just like be, if go into effect in the next cycle of <clears throat> like next year, you know? True. Okay. Um, Like you, I don't think you really can plan on like the whole next season based on your current season. I think you have to be like this season basis, like the season afterwards. I, in my head, that would make more sense. No, I get because, what you're saying. I know I get what you're saying, but also you should be paying somebody that whose job is to figure out these numbers and how to project and it. use it to find out use use it to find a way how to make the salary cap go up. Find a way. I'll fucking do it. Find a way. Um, a, a couple other notes. Speaking <clears throat> of Arizona, he yeah. said the Coyotes playing at a four point seven thousand dollar or. 4.7,000 seat ASU arena is not unprecedented. He went on to list it, list how teams like Carolina, Tampa, and Florida have all played in smaller venues. And even said that the Los Angeles chargers played at a soccer stadium while their new stadium was being built. Yeah. Fun okay. fact, all the stadiums he listed were almost double the size of the 4.7 hey, hey, seats. Hey, I'm telling you right now. Arizona could end up being the next Tampa Bay, Carolina, or Florida. Look at those teams <laughs> thriving right now. <laughs> Again, I am very happy that they're trying to make it work in Arizona just because of the Kachina jerseys alone. Yeah. Um, I also just, I just really want to go to a game. Like, just, how incredible is that? Oh, yeah. Be? Like a college hockey atmosphere for a fucking NHL game. I would give anything just to hear them say, yeah, no, the situation's fucked, and we're just trying not to look stupid. <laughs> or, like, or yeah, the, this shit's really stupid. But that's like, the only reason. <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand. Like that's the only thing. Like just admit that this is ridiculous and not like on. This is not uh, not unprecedented. Like no, you're shut shut up. Um, trying to spin it as like it's okay. You're right. Evander Kane grievance to stretch into July. So this is an interesting thing too, and. I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast and they were talking about this. And I don't know if what they said is true, but if what they said is, is really true, this is going to get very interesting. The grievance with Evander Kane is whether or not San Jose had a right to terminate his contract. So, so is he going back to San Jose? <laughs> so if they rule, they didn't have the right. Does that mean he's a San Jose shark again? Or do they have to pay out the rest of his contract? Right. And if they say, oh, no, his, contract, so his contract's not void anymore. How <laughs> pissed How, how much- pissed is Colorado if they lose the Stanley Cup for not having Kadri in the lineup because Evander Kane. Oh, I didn't playing. think about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because Evander Kane shouldn't have even been on the Edmonton Oilers. What a mess. If this I think is this even is like- going to be like, oops. If this is even a situation, why was he allowed to sign a contract until you know, it's solved? Man, so was it? It was the, this year's contract that was voided. It was whatever his current con- whatever the, his contract was. 
So <laughs> let's say he has to be reimbursed for that contract. Do you remember how much he was in the hole? Like 28 million, I think, 29 million. Guess how much money is left on that contract? How much? 29 million. 28 million. million. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm Evander Kane, I'm going to Vegas. I'm putting it all on black and being like, all right, I'm going to pay you guys back and I'm going to, I'm going to walk away with my contract. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or you're in the same spot you were before. Like, it's fine. Whatever. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's hilarious. So yeah, that's a very interesting situation. Just, Just the way the world spins. You know, sometimes things like that just happen to line up so perfectly. Um, three quick other things, and then we'll move on from this. Um, Gary Bettman said that the, the Stanley Cup cannot go into Russia this summer for cup celebrations. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. 2022-2023 um, schedule will be released in mid-July, and opening night for the 2022-2023 season is October 11th. And Okay. On top of that, like normal, yeah. Next year it's going back to a normal schedule, so that means free agency will start July 1st next year. Um, it's going all back to the way it has pre playoffs start before NBA playoffs, yeah. Hopefully, not playing hockey till July, almost July. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, NBA has two, one, possibly two games left. If NHL playoffs are the only ones that are going on. It's just like baseball. That's not too bad. Yeah. I think next year. Uh, so isn't it the deal for the play? Like the final is it switches every year between yeah. TNT and ESPN. Yeah. I really I enjoyed the fucking TNT broadcast. Of during I the think playoffs. TNT, I think TNT blows ESPN out of the water. I, 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 the, oh, oh, oh. It's air, air, I mean, Colorado just scored. Oh, um, I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I, ESPN definitely probably, I mean, definitely probably. What a good, good way to say things. They definitely reach more people. Um, but I think TNT definitely has the better broadcast. It's just, I love the whole, the, the whole panel and they just do like some goofy shit, you know, like it's very lighthearted, but. It's easy to watch. It's not so like intense. Well, like I'll say it's, too with it, like great. I will be the first to admit with the chiclets, like hype and all that kind of stuff. I was very like over uh, and like biz and stuff. Watching him on that panel, just being the fucking weird goofball, like the Charles Barkley of that, of he that panel. Literally sits right next to Wayne Gretzky. I know it's a, it's hilarious. <laughs> well, like I it still, works. one of my favorite things is that when he, when, uh, Wit shaved his head in Calgary or yeah. was it Edmonton? It's Edmonton. And Gretzky's right next to him, like after that. And Wit's or Biz has got his head shaved, and Gretzky's like looking off camera. And somebody took a meme and was like, Gretzky just eyeing his agent, get me the fuck off of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's so funny, like the little moments, like too, like when Biz was like doing this little like two step dance, like. All, like little jig like off of like off the screen on like like little stuff like that like i mean that yeah. kind of stuff i'm like small doses of biz like that has been great yeah um, but yeah it's just they do a great job with their nba coverage yeah do and it's they're doing a great job transitioning that to the nhl and i fucking love it charles barkley is a huge deal oh, for that God. too so funny the, the fact that he like loves hockey is like the best part about it as well the best thing is saying the middle on on coverage 
of the NBA playoffs. And he says that I'm not watching another single NBA game. I'm watching this, the Stanley cup playoffs. Right. It's, it's crazy. Hilarious. It's amazing. He can be uh, the, the link that brings these two like sports together. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I mean, just speaking about him, I just got the other thing where they brought the Stanley cup onto the, oh, onto yeah. the NBA show. And he's like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> it's like, don't you know I'm not allowed to touch trophies? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he never won it. And then he never won. Either, yeah. yeah. It's just fucking hilarious, man. There was a little clip too of him like the other day. Yeah. We're gonna off off topic, but it was like Charles Barkley is just like a giant child. Like they were doing like some demonstration, and Shaq goes and blocks the guy, and Charles goes up and he like punches Shaq and Shaq starts chasing him and he's running off like a little kid like was running away after like doing something wrong you're not supposed to like oh Colorado scored again I'm watching yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah TNT is doing great I wish they had full full coverage of it I just ESPN is exactly what I thought it was going to be it's like it's there it's it's just there yeah it's sports yeah so uh do you just one last thing about the yeah. with the TNT like crowd and everything? Do you think Shaq could lift the cup with one hand, just palm it, <laughs> just like? No. Ah, uh, I know. I think I think he really could funny. get it. I, he might be able to get it up a little bit. Just like, I don't think he can like do hold like it a... like it hold it like a chalice and just like drink out of it with one hand. <laughs> well, I just found a clip. <laughs> That'd be really fucking funny. Oh man, that's great. Um, yeah, so real bummer on it on ESPN, but I guess apparently in our group chat, uh, Nolan Dice are both saying glad Ray's on the call for this. Ray Ferraro's doing the call, so must be doing some good job there. Yeah, and good thing it's not the Rangers in in the final because all you would hear is Ray Ferraro just making jokes about the kid line. That <sighs> was bothering the shit out of me. I know you said it last week too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your Frank Cervelli rant today was the your... first five hole goal allowed in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? He's Sorry. So, I'm just reading so that. Like, okay. Now it's, it's going to be distracted, but are we, do we have anything else before? Oh, just so the real quick coaches changes. Um, Bruce Cassidy to Vegas. He becomes the third coach in franchise history, which is even ridiculous to say when your franchise is only five years old. Um, so basically Bruce Cassidy yeah. is going to be available when the Hawks are ready to compete again in like two years, maybe three years. Yeah, probably. So I, he was, he was like the last coach coach released and he's like the first coach like scooped up. Um, he's right? a smart I don't though. Even yeah. know who else, who was else the... was, uh, has anybody else signed? No, he's the like only one. Him? No, <clears throat> I think they apparently... smart realizing that they're not going to get torts or tr- trots. Who's trots. like the, the number one guy. So yes. they just hurry up before they. Lost out another good candidate. Yeah, um, they, I mean, they picked up a Jack Adams award-winning coach. So, um, yeah, I think, and then, and yeah, he, and I think he's. I think he's bitter. Like he's getting. Like he is pissed off, and he's ready to like just go and prove yeah. that he can do this. And well, yeah, he's gonna have a healthy Vegas team too. It'll be interesting. So I'm sure they'll be they'll be scary still. <clears throat> oh yeah, like I'm sure they'll they'll try and do some some other bullshit that they did, but I don't even know like what kind of room they're going to be having. Oh, their projected cap space right now is $200,000. <laughs> and that's with 
one, two, three, four, five, six guys on. Oh, it's just regular IR. Never mind. Yeah, and only two of them have contracts, so it's fine. Um, That'll be interesting. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> other than Cassidy, uh, Tortorella has apparently offered the job in Philly. That comes from Kevin Weeks, so we know it's true. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, it, it, it doesn't say that he's been, like, signed or anything, but he's been offered the job. So, you know, Cam It just seems like really a total – that seems like a total – Perfect fit, I think. Like, yeah, gritty hockey, they, or they want to play gritty hockey. They want to be the broad street bullies and all that kind of stuff. And there's no fancy players on he there. He loves grit. Their mascot is gritty. I think, like, he does really like. I don't know if I'd say he does really well with goalies, but his goalies tend to play really well. And Carter Hart hasn't been like too stellar since his like rookie year. So maybe he'll bounce back with like a, a little more defensive, gritty-minded Tortorella. I'm sure he's gonna love Sean Couturier. Like that, he's gonna be like that guy is the best player I've ever had. <laughs> you know what I really hope though? I hope game one, if he is the coach, first shift, Atkinson tries to do the Michigan, just to piss him, <laughs> piss off. And then they get sat for the entire season. Yeah, the second something like that happens, or if, or if I'm. The first time Zegers plays plays Philly, fucking do it and just see what happens. Oh, Tortorella jumps on the ice in two hands of himself. <laughs> Remember the Vancouver Stop hockey <laughs> was the Vancouver Calgary incident where he went to the other locker room. The fucking uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that's really all uh, news. Let's go into Stanley Cup really quick. Um, game one's obviously We're happening right slight, now. Slightly distracted. Yeah. Game one's happening right now, so by the time this is done, probably what we said is going to just not make any sense. But a couple quick facts about this final. Um, the first cup where both teams' name do not does not end in the letter S. Yeah. Cool cool little fact. Nice little, nice cool. little Jeopardy fact for the future. Yep. First time since 2001 that two Norris-nominated defensemen are playing each other in the cup final. The last time was... Bork and Stevens. That's crazy. It's insane. And it's kind of shows funny how much the Norse has changed. That Scott Stevens was nominated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know how many points he would put up in a season. I know he had a hard clapper, but. Hard find clapper out. <clears throat> hard hitting. I'm still my favorite Scott Stevens memory. And I feel so bad. That's my favorite, but is just just killing Paul Korea. It's not that great. But Scott Stevens finished with 908 points in his career. Oh, shit. <clears throat> so it's not like he was, like, inept at scoring. Yeah. But you don't think... When what you think what year was that, though? You 2001. said... 2001. Oh, <clears throat> 2001. He had 31 points. It's a difference. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, we already talked about the Corey Perry effect on the cup final that he might get to be in the same category as Marion Hosa, which is probably the only reason why I'm cheering would cheer against Tampa Bay in the situation. Um, another interesting little thing is that I think, what is it? Pat Maroon has won 15 straight playoff series. Yeah. 
something like that going yep, and he potentially 15. will win back to back to back to back cups if Tampa Bay pulls this off again back to back to back to, to back. back yes yeah four yeah. times four times back four times yeah um, back and back who would have thought Patrick Maroon Stanley Cup juggernaut yeah <laughs> like where what where's he been this until now I think he was in Edmonton that's probably why yeah they, they, he he couldn't do anything to help them. <laughs> and before, so before we get to the head-to-head mm-hmm. matchup, my one question that I have about this entire series is: win or lose, do you consider the Tampa Bay Lightning a dynasty, or do they need to win to get that official title? They need to win. That's all I gotta say. Does that change? your opinion of because you have and we've all agreed the Chicago Blackhawks were a dynasty well I mean here's the thing do you consider the Penguins a dynasty no but it was a two-year it was a two-year span they went back to back okay fair I mean if 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 Tampa loses that's only a back-to-back like I they just, got what? They got swept the year before they won, right? Yeah, yeah. They got okay. swept. They got swept that, that year before. That makes sense. I guess that makes and sense. That, that the Hawks... it, technically, if you want to say it's a dynasty and that they lose in the final, I mean, you could say the Hawks is still a dynasty anyway. But even in that three-year span when they w- just lost in the Western Conference Final, like close enough. I don't know. I mean, they close made the playoffs doesn't... every every year, and that's three and six. <laughs> yeah, close enough's not like. Like, uh, good. <laughs> it's not good enough. That's what, it, that's what it is. All right. That's fair. All right. So look, let's look at the head to head matchup. We'll go down. Um, if down they win the another one though, within the same time frame that the Hawks won three, then I would say, yeah. If they do like three and four or something like that, three and six, just oh, three and six. The, okay. That's what the Hawks but do. Did. They have to continuously make the playoffs each year. Why? why what? You don't think they would? Wow. I'm just saying though, like, do they Nick have Paul scores the weirdest goals? He score again? Yeah. So it's two one. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, no, I'm saying though, it's like say, because I mean, after this year, I hope they fucking lose and they don't make the playoffs because of the first round pick. Yeah, that'd be great. But I'm saying, but... like, do so you're saying if they went three and six and say they miss one playoff one year. Yeah, that's weird. Dynasty. The Hawks almost missed the playoffs right in 2011. They literally made it on um, the last game of the season because, like, Minnesota lost in like yep. overtime or some shit. I remember that. That was awesome. That Stress was stupid. Was the Hawks needed to win. They lost, yeah. and then they ended up still making it because Minnesota lost. It was something dumb like that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I, I they need to win another one. That's it. So you got. You got three year, four year, three years, three more years to win one more cup to get in the Hawks category. Well, here now, now I'm I don't know. It's kind of weird because like now I'm thinking, like what happens if Pittsburgh wins one next year? <laughs> That's been way too long. You think it's way too long? Is it 17, Wait, 16, 17? 16, 17, 23. Yeah, I guess so. That's almost know. seven. That's almost seven years. Like you're six years right now from yeah. the first cup. Yeah. That's insane yeah, that that's been six years already. Yeah. Holy shit. 
Yeah, that's not that's not a dynasty. That's three and seven. That's not a dynasty. Three yeah. and six is a dynasty. <laughs> All right, so let's go look at this matchup head to head. We'll start with the very easy one. So basically, we'll say who you think has the advantage in the category. We'll start with the simple, easy answer. And if well, you I got one more this, thing about the dynasty. Okay, go one. ahead. Because I think the other the other part of it that kind of makes the Hawks a, a dynasty is the fact that like one of the cups they won was against a former Stanley cup champion as well. So like if, if Tampa were to come back and win against like the avalanche next year or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of a dynasty. Um, and then they also ended up, they beat like a, the LA, the, the Kings in uh, 2013 who also had won two cups in that same time frame. So it's kind of like, I mean, they really only lost to like the LA Kings in that one year too. So it's kind of like they were basically the best team and then just got beat out by somebody else that was really good. Yeah. I don't fucking know, man. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much going on in my head. So basically all you're saying is, they, uh, Tampa, you want to be a dynasty? Just fucking win. Yeah, just, just fucking win. Don't don't even put you a know, question. Do you remember when we used to just say, "Hey, Tampa, be better"? <laughs> we fucking should not have said that because <laughs> they did. They, they did way too much. They were like, "Okay," and then we're like, "We'll be best forever." And it's like, we, "Oh no, we are the best." Fuck, we woke up a beast. Yeah, thanks, Columbus. Yeah. So, all right. So again, we're gonna head that match up each category. We'll go real quick. Um, we'll get this wrapped up. Um, this is the easiest one, and I think if we disagree on this one, we got some issues here. Who wins in the category of goalies? Tampa, easy, hundred percent. Yeah, who's even playing for Cal- Colorado? Uh, Kemper's playing. He is playing. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's plain simple. I don't. I think if you need explanation on why Tampa Bay wins that category, then you probably have just picked up hockey and just look up Vasilevsky. You're welcome. Yes. Let's go with probably the hardest category. I mean, how weird is it for Colorado to go from playing Mike Smith to playing Andre Vasilevsky the next round? Yeah. This is, it's the same as like the Rangers playing Auntie Ranta than Vasilevsky, but like, like Ranta's how, still way better than Mike Smith. And how like big do you think Tampa Bay's eyes are that they're playing? They go from Igor to Darcy. <laughs> yeah. Or even though who knows, maybe might even be Igor to Darcy. To Darcy. <laughs> um, all right, defense. This is probably I think the toughest of the two. Tied. I, <laughs> it's very yeah. I mean, you got like we said, uh, the two Norris candidates in Hedman and McCarr. McCarr is just a, a damn freak of nature. Um, we've mentioned he's like one of the few players that has had multiple like what was it nine point games or nine points in a four in, in, in a, a four sweep. game sweep and he did it twice in the same playoff um i think he right now he's got to be favored for con Smythe. yeah i would say so and then victor hedman is just victor hedman yeah he's they're they're just crazy good and then i mean even like you're the one thing that hurts Colorado is that Sam Gerrard is hurt. He's yeah. kind of like one of their top four guys. But when you come, like, who would you say is the second best defenseman on Tampa? I'm just pulling up their list. And probably like Ryan McDonough. 
Probably. Right? Yeah. And then and then it's Devin Taze. And honestly, I think Devin Taze might be a little bit better. Devin Taze is sick. Yeah, I it but yeah, that's the weirdest thing though. I think Ryan McDonough is like a much more defensive kind of guy. And but I think Devin Taze kind of can do it all. <laughs> Devin Taze then, is yeah, he's like your more all-around player. And then I don't even know who's uh who's in the lineup. Like Bo is Bowen Byron playing? He's like I, a wild card for me if he's playing. Yeah. It's like he, just the inexperience can e- can go either way in the playoffs. Like sometimes a, a player having the inexperience, like it's like they don't know what it, it, they don't know that the pressure is so high, or they feel the pressure way too much. You know, like it's it's weird. <clears throat> That's why I just think it's like tied though. Like Erickson or Eric Johnson's like a solid defenseman as well. Everybody cancels. Yeah, I think each defenseman cancels each other out. Yeah. I think if you and even it's like I was like if you maybe try to find like a little reason on why Victor Hedman's better or Kel McCarr is better, the reason you would say for each of that, Hedman's got the experience and the age and like you know been there done that. McCarr's got the, he's the young, he doesn't have as much experience, but his skill is already years beyond what he should be. Like that cancels out. Like, yeah, I think defense is just a straight up, a straight up draw. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's hard to fucking say like, all right. So right now it's Jack Johnson, which is hilarious. Bowen Byram, Eric Johnson, Devin Taves, Kale McCarr, Josh Manson. And then on Tampa, you got Zach Bogosian, Ryan McDonough, Jan Ruda, Victor Hedman, Eric Chernak, and Mikhail Sergachev. It's it's such a, a toss-up. That's all. Sergachev that's like, it feels like underrated too. That's the thing where I I feel like Sergachev made more or his name was more like out there like years prior, where like I think nobody really talks about him anymore. Like maybe he's just kind of like flattened the- out. And the fact that he's only 23. Yeah, that's also kind of wild, though, too. Like, he feels like he's like, he feels like Gibson. Like, whenever people talk about Gibson, I feel like he should be like, he's 22. <laughs> like, in his mid 40, like mid 30s now, like going on 40. Like, how long he, it felt like he's been in the league. What is he, like 28? Uh... How old is John Gibson? Man, Ducks have a lot of cap space. He's 28. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, he's he's been in the league since he was like 22, something like that. The Ducks have almost $39.5 million in cap space. Give it all to Zegris. <laughs> um, all right, so that's a tie. Offense. Um, honestly, like because Kadri's hurt, I think you got to give it to Tampa. I, and they I have they Tampa. have Braden Point back. Tampa's scary. Their offense is scary. I mean, don't get me wrong, Colorado. They are very scary as well. Right. It's not but, like it's a, it's not like they win by a lot. It's right. very close. Like the best player on the ice is probably Nate McKinnon, but the best line that'll be on the ice, it might it depends. Like yeah, I don't know. Is McKinnon going with Landis Kage and uh Rotten or are they they swapping them out? Cause like if it's if it's Stamkos and Kucherov, and whoever else they have on that line like Palat or something, 
Like oh, that's, that's still that's, weak penalty. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't give know. the advantage. Okay, I'm changing. Give the advantage to Colorado for defense. If McCarr's able to draw penalties like that. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, I think what the Colorado's got that like amazing like first line like star power where Tampa Bay is it they and I reminds me of the Hawks championship teams where all four lines can hurt you. They yeah, they're are, very deep. It's a very deep. Any any team could any player and any line could be the difference maker. I mean, look, Nick Paul fucking won the series against Toronto for them. Yeah, true. Eagles come up big a couple times for them. Yeah, he had so many scoring chances in Game Seven against the Rangers. Like it was every other scoring chance was for Brandon Hagel. It's I don't know. It's such a close one too, and I think I would have given it to Colorado had Kadri been in, but since he's hurt, I think I'm going to go with like Tampa. Yeah, I I think I think Tampa, especially with Point coming back. Yeah. Now the question is if Point can, offense as a whole huh, is he. Is, is he, he gonna playing? play the whole like he's been playing? Oh. But is he gonna be able to hold up and whatever his injury like the injury was? Is it gonna be able to hold up for potentially seven games to to make this work? I don't know. That'll be interesting. And then the fact too that you got Stamkos who Stamkos every, everybody was writing off saying like they need to trade him, they need to move on. That's another he's goal so on power good. play. Um. And he's just had a big, like, fucking year to everybody that doubted him. Like, I've always liked Sam Coase, and I'm, I'm glad he, he's been able to have his, like, little little comeback story. Yeah. And you're, hey, we're, saying that, we're saying that as he's the captain of a defending, defending Stanley Cup champion. Right. But, I mean, in the first <laughs> cup, like, he didn't really get a chance to, like, do much. He played a one, he, one, he was, he played, he one played, shift. Yeah, he played, the, like, a couple shifts and scored a goal. Yeah. Oh, nice. Damn, Colorado. Nice little tip. So, all right. So, we're talking about, <laughs> we're yeah. talking about like who's got the, the like better offense and Colorado's up three to one right now. Exactly. And that's like, what we're saying. Like, has got the better offense. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, who knows, man? Like, these and this is also so the question, matched. too. And this is also the question, too, though. It's like, what, what was the advantage? Was it the advantage of the rest versus, you know, Less, you know, most most recently played. Yeah, I think this is going to end up being one of the best finals that we've seen in a while. These teams are so like closely matched. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, this. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with that. And we're going to talk. Going to be electric. We already posted our picks on Instagram. Um, you took Tampa and seven. I took Colorado and seven. But honestly, I'm happy with whoever. I like. Yeah. It, because it is so close in skill. And in these, it's truly for the first time in a long time, it's best versus best. And I'm just excited. And what I'm really cheering for is seven games. Yeah. Basically, I, I want, I want like seven. Yeah. I don't care who wins. Just give me seven games. But if Tampa does win, I kind of have to go all in on Tampa next year for that four Pete. Have has, hasn't been done since the eighties. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. If, uh, <clears throat> if they have any cap space or any early like cap issues. Oh, they're right up. Uh, don't they need Braden Point? They like have a deal. They have to sign him or something. They're about negative $2 million in projected space right now. They still oh, have yeah, to Pilar, sign uh, Palat. Is like their big oh, I, I think Palat's gone. That's why they brought in Hagel. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Ruda, 
Paul Palat, Riley Nash. Oh, points. Oh, wait, wait. Is it is points deal kicking in next year? Yeah, be, his yeah. 9.5 is kicking in next yeah. year. That's why. So they, um, how have- how fucking ridiculous is it though? That like they can sign these guys for less than ten million because there's no state tax in in Florida. That needs to be changed. That needs to be oh, there, there needs like to there be should be sort. like a, there should they should they should all the contract should be based off of like a specific tax bracket. You know, the, something yeah, like that. Even like, you field. shouldn't be getting breaks based off of the state that your fucking team plays in. Yeah, if there's a cap. Like certain teams are going to be crunched by the cap harder than others just based off of taxes alone. Right. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Whatever. Fix it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, all right. So that is episode 180 or 181. Sorry. Last week was 180. 181. Um, I think we're just going to call you want to call this new Nets chapter or you want to call it free agents? Uh, you choose. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so that is episode 181. Um, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB podcast. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple podcast rate five stars. What might be cool with the new uh, feed that I'm, we are using for uh, hosting the podcast. The video might show up on, on Spotify now. Oh, so you could watch us on Spotify. No shit. Yeah, I don't not 100% sure on that. It, there's like little terminology on the page and all that kind of say, talking about it, but we'll see. So you might be able to see our beautiful faces on Spotify. So you might not have to, but still subscribe to YouTube because I I will guarantee you this. We're going to start utilizing this YouTube a lot more um, going forward, especially into next season. So get yeah. there now. Be ready. Um, yeah, you got anything else? No, man, let's I'm still let's go seven. Let's go seven, go baby. Seven. Let's go. You know what? I'm gonna do two titles. I'm gonna do next chapter, aka let's go seven. Let's go. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna in my head I wanted to say let's go seven, but you gave me the choice of the other two. <laughs> yeah. No, no, fine, fuck it. Let's go seven. That's the name of the title. Let's go. There we go. Oh, there we go. All right. All right. See you guys later. All right, love you boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>